And welcome to Big Apple Hockey. Yes, you heard that name correct, Big Apple Hockey. All Things Rangers has changed its name to Big Apple Hockey. This is our very first video as Big Apple Hockey. And that's our first official sign-on. Uh, I'm honored to do the first sign-on for Big Apple Hockey. And this is a big, let's just say king-sized occasion. As you've all heard, um, it's Friday morning and across the pond, a certain king made his retirement official. Henrik Lundqvist will no longer be playing in the NHL. He's hanging up the skates. And there will be a number raising to the rafters this upcoming season. So, as we all know, Hank had some, some physical conditions, heart conditions over the last year or so. He had a surgery done. He was trying to make a comeback, but the doctors would not clear him. Um... And now he's going to be retiring. And what is there to say about Henrik Lundqvist? He's one of the pillars of the Rangers organization all time. He's a top three to five Ranger, depending on who you want to put ahead of him. Uh, he... He's the hands down the greatest goaltender in Rangers history. Uh, I'm sorry to all the Mike Richter fans out there, but Henrik Lundqvist was a better goalie. Henrik Lundqvist took teams that were absolutely brutal and made them playoff teams and won playoff rounds with them. Yeah, that that's Henrik's doing. Those teams. Some of those teams should have never went as far as they did in the playoffs. It was Henrik's doing because they didn't get the goal support. Henrik Lundqvist is probably the greatest game seven goaltender in the history of the NHL. His stats tell you this. I, I was just looking at them before and I, I will pull them up again because I, I just had them up in front of me, but I believe he had a a 930 save percentage in I'm I'm just pulling it up right now but yeah he's he's sixth all time in wins just had it okay so this these stats are just absolutely staggering um and I'll I'll, I'll put them up on the screen this is his Goals saved, um, goals saved above expected, and his expected goals allowed per sixty in where he's ranked in in from two thousand eight to two thousand twenty. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put these up on the screen. Credit to this gentleman Rob Luker for pull, pulling this up. But I mean, look at those stats. That's incredible. That is incredible. So basically what that tells you is that 
the the goals allowed would have had him he should have let up a lot more goals over each season like he should have he should have been 14th in 2008 but was first 29th in 2008 and 2009 because that team was awful he was first in the league in goal and goals saved above expected 29th again in 2010 first in 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 goals saved above expected in second i mean in in eight of those seasons in that chart He's either first, second, or third. That's the epitome of consistency. Um, I believe, and now we have joining us, Mark Williams. Which, by the way, uh, go ahead, Phil. I just thought you were saying. Uh, I, I and I want to I want to take a look at his playoff numbers because the playoff numbers are really. What sticks out to me with Henrik Lundqvist, his game seven numbers are absolute. I believe he has a 930 save percentage in game seven. And I think he has like the third most wins all time in game seven. It, it, the, the numbers are just off the damn charts. All right. So his career for the NHL playoffs, his career playoff stats, he is, he has 61 wins. 67 losses in 117 games started. He has a 2-3-0 goals against and a 9-21 save percentage. And the only reason why those numbers are closer to 9-21 and not 9-41 is because of the dreadful 2006 sweep against the Devils, which Yager hurt his shoulder, uh, Trying to check Scott Gomez. Wow. I believe it was six nothing the first two games of that series. Yeah, that that series was just awful. Yeah. Not not his fault. That team was just overpowered. And then the 2016 series against Penguins, which they got killed in five. That was really kind of like the downfall of the Rangers, where they needed to where they realized they needed to start to retool. And then the 2020 playing series against Carolina, in which he got slapped around in the first two games because Rangers just kind of didn't really show up for it. So, yeah, have it. but I mean, 2016, 2017, six and six, two, two, five goals against nine, 27 save percentage at 34 years old. You want to talk about turning back the clock? You know, I always said, you know, I always say that Wayne Gretzky turned back the clock in 1993 with that 40-point postseason, that's the equivalent of that. That is 93. there for a goaltender. Yeah. And you know what? Think about what he did with what was in front of him. Like, the highest anybody was ever nominated for a major award was maybe Ryan Callahan was fourth in Selgi voting in 2012. 2012. 2012. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, we're talking about I, – I, I hate using this words or this term that he did it alone. But he did. He, he did. Uh, here are the following people that have scored 40 goals or more uh, while Henrik Lundqvist was a New York Ranger. We're, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you for a second because it, yeah. it ties in with what you're saying. But look at that line at the bottom right there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Brody, just to think about it like this. Um, because I was going to ask Phil what one of his favorite memories of Henrik Lundqvist is after the armpit save. And I do mean after the armpit save, it's 2013 where he basically said to the Capitals, you're not scoring again. And he shut him out two consecutive games. No Ranger goalie has ever done that in the playoffs. Game six and game seven. I mean, oh, wait a minute. Richter might have done it in the first two games versus the Islanders in 2014. He, in, in, in 1994, you mean? And again, again, sorry, yeah, 1994. Yeah. Uh, no, no, sorry. Well, let me mis- let me change that. Uh, amending it to no goalie has ever allowed zero goals against elimination. In two straight elimination games. games to two. Yeah. There you go. Facing elimination in two straight games. Yeah. Yeah. No goaltender has ever done that. I mean. It's ridiculous. And against one of the highest scoring teams in the league, they're the only third goal scorer on that team. Um, they yeah, they had the Rocket Richard and our uh, Hart Trophy winner that year in 2013, Alexander Ovechkin, I mean, arguably the greatest goal scorer ever on that team. And I'll let's, let's that remember, game. so uh, the Capitals tried to rush him in Game Seven that year, and he ends up. Coming up strong, a couple of big saves against Mike Green and Aaron, Aaron Asham. He gets a drop pass from Chris Kreider and he rifles it through. Yeah, that's what it took. And I know, I know, I got a friend of mine who says all the time how much he detests Henrik Lundqvist for the first period of game five versus the Devils in 2012. Uh, the thing i want to mention with that is the rangers tied that game and then they left ryan carter all alone in front and then that was it um the rain the rangers went down to nothing in game six of that series then again they left adam henrique all alone on the side of the net that's just what happens with defense you if you neglect a guy they're gonna put it in the net you were talking about award winners playing in front of Henrik Lundqvist. And you do realize that highest anybody ever finished in front of Hank for a Norris Trophy was in that same year in 2012, and it was Dan Girardi, who, which they got wrong. It should have been Ryan McDonough at six, not Dan Girardi. But Girardi, Girardi McDonough, and Delzato all finished in the top 12 of Norris voting that year. But Sixth, he, he never had a finalist play in front of him. No, he never did. Well, it, it, and it, it's compare that, by the way, John, compare that to the guy he played in that series who had Scott Niedemeyer, Ken Danico, um, Brian Rafalski. I didn't even get to uh, Scott Stevens yet. <laughs> like, I mean, Marty Rodeur had a great career, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that he played behind great defensemen. I mean, it's that year fun. was, uh, uh, damn it, the Russian guy, he was really good. He used to play for Ottawa. Who? Uh, the defenseman, Russian defenseman, used to play for Ottawa. Wait. He was on the Devils that year. Uh, it's Anton Volchenkov? Nope. Um, I think it's Vladimir something. I'm, I'm grabbing him up right now. But okay, yeah. but again, it's just another one that Marty Berdour had. 
Now, it's it's funny because I, I made this two years ago because the 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 Brodor Wah Hashik debate kept coming up. Um and I, I, I did it for for Hashik and Wah and Brodor. Brodor played his first ten years of his career behind Niedermeyer and Stevens. Stevens ages twenty nine through thirty nine, Niedermeyer ages nineteen through thirty. And Niedermeyer won a Norris in his last season in front of Brodor. Lundquist never had a Norris winner in front of him. Never. Never. Yeah. Ever. He should have had a Hart Trophy winner in his rookie year, but that's about it. Because Yarmir Yager was the rookie, was the MVP that year. Yeah. He should, have, he should have had the Calder, and Yarmir Yager should have won the Hart. The fact that they – well, Calder went that year to Ovechkin, so I can't really fault him on that one. That was the most well, stacked rookie class. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. I mean, I, I yeah, Ovechkin should have won the Calder, but fucking, oh, man. How do you have a, a 2.13 goals against as a rookie playing with that roster? If you ever looked at that roster again, Jason Strudwick. I believe it was a number four. Jason Strudwick scored the first goal for the Rangers that season in Philly on opening night. And by the way, Jason Strudwick also scored the tying goal in that in the shootout game. against sorry, the Capitals. The famous shootout with uh, Merrick Malik. Yeah, but I mean, um, do, you, do you know who put, you know who put the 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 Capitals ahead? I forgot who put the Capitals ahead. Brian Muir. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Brian Muir. <laughs> but okay. Um, now, by the way, George, uh, Fox played in front of Lundquist, but he was a rookie. So, yeah. and that wasn't he, that long. He was never, he, he, he won the Norris this year. Lundquist last game was last year. So, no, no Lundquist, no Norris winner in front of Henry Lundquist. By the way, Mikey, hi. Good to see you again. Um, you know what? It's, it, it's just, it's funny also, by the way, because uh, there was a story Nicholas Lindstrom told years ago where it was, oh, well, what number do you want? I said, well, I'd, I'd, I'd love number nine. They said, that's taken. And he goes, by who? <laughs> so um, the uh, Henrik Lundqvist was always wearing 35 his entire career. And he's forever going to be known as number 30. He technically never wore another jersey in the NHL. So, well, and he never wore another jersey for another team in the NHL. And you know what? Can you know what? It's maybe it sounds selfish. I don't really care. I, Henrik Lundqvist deserved to play his only games as a Ranger, and I'm happy yeah. that his only games were played as a Ranger. I didn't want to see him as a shell of himself playing for the Washington Capitals. It's not how. It's not how I want to remember Heinrich Lundqvist. It's it it's there's a double th- there's a double edged sword with me because I I want him to win a championship. Um, I've I've been public saying my uh, um one of my favorite athletes I've ever watched is Dan Marino, and Henrik Lundqvist is hockey's Dan Marino. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, he, he is. played for one team his entire career, and it, it was a special time. 
He was their greatest player. There was not really much support for him. And it all came down to him. He either had to do it or he didn't. And now watching, because Dan Marino had a chance to play for the Minnesota Vikings. He did not. I don't know why this is bothering me. It's uh, the, the, the cover on my, little... on my webcam is, is off center. But, just, a tad, um, just a tad OCD there, bud. Yeah, I know. But I mean, it's, it's, here's the thing. Dan Marino had a chance to play for the Minnesota Vikings coming off a 15 and one season. He ended up retiring. Henry Glundquist, uh, I, there's part of me that still believes he's got something left in the tank. However, you know what? You can't chance your health. You can't, you, you got to be there for to walk your daughters down the aisle. I don't know if that's going to be in his in his mind or anything, but uh, it might have. It health played into this. We we know this. He had open heart surgery, so um, he still will leave the NHL with the most wins for one franchise, playing for only one franchise. There you go. Yeah, he uh, what he did was just immeasurable. He was, and and I I I said I'll I'll read my tweets later on towards the end because I I feel like that's something we should probably close with. But when I think about somebody who embodies the Rangers. Uh, I, I think of two men right right away because of their work on the ice and off the ice. And it's Henry Longquist and Adam Graves. And those, those two were what it meant to be a New York Ranger. They were the ones who bled, sweat, and cried for this organization more than anyone. And if you wanna you wanna talk about the player that played at the elite level on the ice and was just as elite off the ice, it's Hank. But Gravy's another one that is synonymous with the community here. Mm-hmm. And Hank Hank deserves that number being raised. They already announced it that it's going to be raised. Um, provided that the, the tickets are somewhat reasonable, I will make sure that I am there for that. And I know that's going to be a tough game to get your hands on, but did they, did they announce what game that is? No, not yet. All right. Cause, uh, our friend Statboy Steven over at Rangers review, uh, check him out. Wardy NHL is that channel. Um, if you haven't, but I just assume you guys already did. But he did say, um, I believe it's March 2nd is Henrik's 40th birthday. Yes. Yes. My my best friend and Henrik share the same birthday. So that's easy to remember. So um, that could be a day that they're looking at. I don't think they would do it opening night. Um, even though it does make sense in a way. But I, I think March 2nd would be the would be the day that it would be the night to do it 
See, by the way, this is why it's good to have connections. Yeah, it's always good to have connections. <laughs> that's that's why I said I, I, I wish my aunt still worked at MSG. I, I wish she did because I, I would be there. I, I know I would be there. Um, when Messier retired, um, she got me the banner. I went. I was there. She got me the banner. Um, I I I I love that night. I I hope to God I'm I'm there for I'm there for that. So. Um, when I originally started this channel, uh, I just missed when they bought him out, and it was it was a difficult day the day they bought him out. Um, because he, he, he does represent so much. See, I'm, I got, I got a few years on John. So uh, I have a division that I can go. I got the Richter saga. I got the Richter error. And then I got the one quiz error. Um, I have that too, you know, really? Okay. Yeah. All right, then good. The first the first season that I watched full time was ninety one ninety two. Okay. Like my my line, my favorite line growing up was Messier Graves and Amati. That was that was my line. So I I, I have that. I've seen more. I, I remember Chris Tamer's slap shot in February of twenty twelve uh, uh, two thousand two. I remember. The the air the ACL tear against Chicago going post to post I believe it was on Steve Sullivan in two thousand one in February funny enough February yeah. would be a bad month for Mike Richter and then Todd Marchand's November two thousand two knee to the head I remember all that so I, trust me I remember inadvertent knee to the head let's also make sure we get that in there yeah um and of all people it's Todd Marchand the guy that traded away in nineteen ninety four yep it. And then the search to get the the Lundquist replacement. Um, I believe I had a count of nine, nine goaltenders. Let's see if I can remember them all by name. Uh, nine starting goaltenders between Henrik Lundquist and uh, Mike Richter. Kirk McLean, Guy Bear, Vitaly Romanov, Dan Klutschow. Milan Helenska. Milan Helenska. Um, Johan Holmquist. Johan Vitol. I mean, I I didn't get the Mike Dunham yet. Which one did you say? Johan Vitol, JF Labe. JF Labe, yep. And I think we got them all. By by the way, look in the comments to see if uh, anybody knows we missed one. But it's again, no, Brody it, just said something. Yeah. But it, it, again, look, and again, when, when we, whenever we compare about the greatest, because in my opinion, Henry Glenquist is the greatest New York Ranger goaltender of all time. And I love Mike Richter. I am an American. Mike Richter was our guy. Henrik is the best. The only argument better is who um Dan Blackburn, yeah. Dan Blackburn. Forgot about Dan Black. You know what? Yeah. Oh, Dan Blackburn. Um, and there's and there's still probably like a couple more in there. Uh Yarko, uh, no, UC Markinen. 
You see marketing, yeah. Um, we we can think about a lot of these guys. The the fact is, Henrik Lundqvist brought stability back to this franchise. How often do you look at? It's easier to name Henrik Lundqvist backups than it is to name the guys that started instead of him. Right, let we could do that. Let's name his backups. Kevin Cam Talbot, backup Stephen Valakat, okay. Cam Talbot, Marty Biron, Kevin Weeks, um, Antti Ranta, uh, Alexander Georgiev. Um, Sisterkin isn't a backup. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we didn't name Chad Johnson. That's like the only one. Chad, Chad Johnson. Uh, Oh uh, wait, um, uh, the kid from uh, Oleg Pavlich. Oh, Andre Pavlik, yeah. Andre Pavlich, sorry. Yeah, from Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. I mean, yeah. Weeks wasn't Weeks was not originally the backup Coco Marsh, but he ended up becoming the backup, and that was after some controversial comments after he got hurt, and Lundquist took over. So, and and again. It's no slight against Mike Richter, who, I mean, think about the the four major Ranger goaltenders of our lifetime. It, it, even if you want to stretch the words "our lifetime," um, because I don't, I don't even qualify for a Jockman's era. A Jockman had Jill Villamure. Mike Richter had John Van Beesburg. John Van Beesburg had Bob Froze. Um, you look at those guys, Henrik Lundqvist's safety net was uh, Steve Valiquette, Marty Biron, and whoever else, um, uh, whoever else they could just churn up to go play. I mean, Henrik Lundqvist was a throwback. He brought stability to this franchise. And uh, you know what? The guy deserved the Stanley Cup. He did. He he will go down as one of the best athletes to ever to or to not win the Stanley Cup. Well, it's down to him, Jerome McGinley, and Marcel Dion. I think Mike Gartner, Mike Gartner, Curtis Joseph for goaltenders. I mean, it really, if if you think about it, it it's got to be between. I would say Dion, Joseph, and and Lundquist. Would really be the three. I, I I would give Gartner the the, the four spot because of seven hundred goals. But to me, Henrik Lundqvist and Curtis Joseph are probably better at their craft and closer to the top of being the best at their craft than Mike Gartner was. And I and you know me, I love Mike Gartner. Mike Gartner was one of my childhood favorite players. Uh, I, but. I, I could think of probably uh, Matt Sundin would be another one. Luongo, yeah, Luongo would be up there too. I probably hell, I probably put Luongo ahead of Curtis Joseph because Luongo was closer to winning a Vezina than Curtis Joseph was. I believe Luongo was a runner-up in a couple of years. I mean, uh, that's 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 hard for me to say because I think Luongo has had such an uneven career. But again, that's just me. I mean, Henrik Lundqvist, you look at his best year from his rookie year, um, and then I'm, I'm just saying in general, his his first year to his last year, there isn't that much of a difference. 
Yes, he was running on fumes in 2019. We know that. But he also wanted to stay here. He wanted to stay here. He wanted to be the guy. And you know what? This is what I, this is what I talked about a little bit with Henrik Deserve better. Uh, it was a editorial I did a couple of weeks, uh, weeks ago. Might have been a month. I was wholeheartedly expecting Eddie Jockerman Knight all over again, which Eddie Jockerman Knight, I think, still is the greatest tribute to any player in any franchise because Ranger fans dedicated that day to him and they didn't think twice about it. And there wasn't social media in 1975 or 76. Forget what year it was for a minute. But I mean, and Eddie Jockerman talked about how emotional it was. Said he couldn't see the ice because he still had tears in his eyes. That's what Ranger fans did. That's what Henry Glunkwas deserved. And and he will get that. Oh, he's, he's going to get that, but as his tribute. And as one of the best lines ever, Mike Richter at, uh, at um, Mark Messier's retirement. Uh, welcome to Mark Messier's uh, jersey retirement number brought to you by Kleenex. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's and and th- this comment says it all. They did not build up a good enough team in front of him, and Patrick's right. You you they didn't they didn't give they didn't get enough. They 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 didn't get enough around them, and he, also there were some bad front office decisions there. I mean, Jessman over Paris St. Getzlaff. Yeah. Not huge. Sanguinetti over Giroux. McElrath over Fowler, Tarasenko, Kuznetsov, Schwartz, whoever. I mean, and, and, and Sharpanov's death just absolutely hurt them as well. Sharpanov's death really, that would have given them a bona fide superstar. At that oh, you mean, uh, Nikolai Zherdov wasn't enough for them. So yeah, Nikolai Zherdov had this habit of showing up every other game. He was he was literally a poor man's Alexei Kovalov. Had yeah. the amazing hands, amazing shot, very good skater. He just did not give you it every night. So it's just you know. And, and again, it's it's whenever I talk about greatest of all time, uh, it, it always makes it sound like it's a slight against somebody. Because, by the way, uh, we you could also throw other names for the Rangers, greatest goaltenders of all time in there, D.B. Kerr, Lauren Chabot, um, uh, Charlie Rayner, Gump Worsley. But the truth is, it's Hank. I'm going to go back to it. It's Hank. More wins than anybody else. And it's and I understand there had to be a winner after for his entire career in every single game, but he didn't get those wins by accident. Like, let's say half those shootout losses, oh, sorry, shootout wins became shootout losses. Still, four hundred wins. That's hundred more than because unfortunately injuries cut short Mike Richter's career. Platooning with John Van Beesburg cut short Mike Richter's career. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people forget how, like, Richter, what was it, like four seasons, I think, that he that he platooned with Van Beesburg? 
that he was behind that he I mean he was behind him and then he came in late uh, as a player late ninety. Uh, late, or 90. late 90, sorry. Yeah, late 90. Because the Rangers dropped out of first place. They called up Mike Richter, and he had a huge game against the Bruins um, in 1990, and then slowly took over the job. But Beezer was still a good goalie in his right, so he wasn't he wasn't uh, giving up on it anytime soon. It's just... It's just that's, and that's how it is. Yeah, it, it's... They they just a combination of just bad decisions and just players not playing up to their potential. Like Brad Richards, just never, just he didn't give you what he gave in Dallas and in Tampa. I mean, if he was the Brad Richards from Dallas and Tampa, maybe they have a cup. I mean, am I, am I the only person that isn't disappointed with Brad Richards? Like. Uh, maybe I'm not saying I'm disappointed. But, yeah. But you can't tell me that he was up to par. He led the team in scoring in 2012. He scored a bunch of big goals. Sure. And, but you, you can't tell me he was anywhere near Dallas or Tampa. Right? He wasn't near Dallas. All right. That's that's yeah. the thing. He wasn't near Dallas or Tampa. Gabrick still scored 40 in 2012. Gabrick is one of the best free agent signings the Rangers ever made. The yeah. only one that's better than him, flat out, Say is Panarin. There you go. Yeah, that's, that goes hands, hands down. Um, we could talk about worse. Wade Rudden or Stefan Gattal or this, this, that, that was his end. So that LaFave, Vladimir Malakov. Yeah. I mean, uh, don't. But on the other hand, it's just... Um, Henrik Lundqvist is the greatest bargain this franchise ever had. A seventh round pick, two hundred round pick, fifth overall in in two thousand. Just like in all honesty, I'm going to pull up that draft real quick. And uh, that draft is a doozy. That's one of the that's one of the worser drafts probably since the turn of the millennium. Two thousand two was really bad too. Yes. Yeah. So, um, seventh round, two hundred fifth overall, two thousand. Initial draw went, Mister Humpty himself, Rick DiPietro. Right. Eatley number two, Marion Gabrick number three. That's just the top three. I mean, after that, that round is going to give you a lot of names. Rafi Torres at five, Hartnell at six, six. Like, I mean, you look at through this draft. Marcel Hosa at 16. <laughs> I mean, you look through this draft, and Marcel Hosa at 16. Former Ranger Alex Frolov at 20. Frolov, who was pretty good. Anton Volchenkov, who was the guy that I couldn't think of before. I said Anton Volchenkov, and you said no. Well, I think I might have heard something else, but yeah, yeah you definitely heard something else because I said <laughs> Anton Volchenkov guy. Uh, uh, by the way, um, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight this because I've known this gentleman for a very long time. I've known this gentleman just as long as I've known Mr. Anthony Larocco, and give a shout out to Alex Goldberg. And yeah, and I'll never forget when Goldberg actually got the same exact Bauer pads that Henrik Lundqvist was using. Yeah. 
Um, he wanted to be like Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, and I can say this because I've played oh. Alex for a while. And, and and who won 44th in that draft? Mr. Universe. Oh, the Universe. Universe got why you have to be mad? Why you have to be mad? It's only game. I mean, Dan Ellis. Siberian, I mean, Siberian Husky, like blonde. Like the thing that always. Yes, pads. I'm sorry. I thought it was the Bauer pads. <laughs> yeses. But the thing that always earlier on. Is, You're right. I mean, he was using TPS back then. You are corrected, but yeah. Um, I thought the New York Rangers' first selection in that draft was actually Dominic Moore. I'm trying to find it. But I might be wrong. I, I hate being uh, wrong. They, uh, Philip Novak, actually, I believe. Philip Novak, yeah. Yeah, Philip Novak, uh, 64th overall, was their first selection in 2000. Antoine Vermette. I mean, if you redrafted them, that, that draft right now, Dominic Moore was 95th in the third round. Thank you. Henrik is probably top three. Henrik is probably number one guy. I know, but, well, you still would look over and go Danny Heatley, I think, or Gabrick. What? What? Danny? What? Stop. No, 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 no. I'm just talking about team needs, stuff like that. I'm 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 giving him a break on that. Like the Islanders would probably look over and go because the Islanders had the number one pick in that draft, trading up. Well, the the Islanders' problem is that they had Mister Strombone one, Bobby Lou Luongo, and turned around and dealt him in one of the worst deals in NHL history, oh, just so God. they could take Rick DiPietro number one overall. You had the 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 future franchise goaltender who was proving to you on a dumpster fire team that he was more than good enough. To two straight years. Two straight years. He was Hockey News' top prospect. Yep. Yep. I used to get those. And Ultimate Hockey, too, used to be mm-hmm. a magazine where they would give players, each individual player on their team that would be in their starting lineup, they would give them grades. And then they would have their top prospect lists on top of that. I got Ultimate Hockey, I think, Three years in a row, I got the magazine, and Luongo was at the top of the, the, the charts for the prospect lists on them. I mean, that was just a dumb trade. But again, Henrik Lundqvist would absolutely be the would be the number one pick in that draft in a redraft. I I gotta and I and I gotta say it's just you yes, left with this going. They were they were Bowers. Yeah. It's it's just you you left there saying you just wish that this had a better ending and it goes to show you why the Jerome Bettis the Ray Borks um, those are so few and far between guys that get to end their careers hoisting a championship like it's a movie or a story. Jerome Bettis is the rarest of the rare because he's the one that stayed in Pittsburgh that played his entire career there and then got to be sent off with a championship. Yeah. And he was still a key contributor to that team winning the Super Bowl that year. Uh, so, I mean. I mean, John Elway obviously is another one. Um, we can we can go on and on. There's, there's a short list of athletes who concluded their careers. Dave Andrichuk, uh, 
back to hockey with a Stanley Cup where they couldn't get one for years. You can look at and, – and the thing is, people forget this about Henrik Lundqvist. He stopped so many pucks from going in the net. I think his, his average goal saved is among uh, the highest, uh, and, it, and it's not even close between him and the two. Yeah, I just posted that before I put it up on the screen. Um, I'll, I'll pull that tweet up again, but um, and, and I'll, I'll I'll bring it back up. I have it right here. So, um, there you go. Uh, of course, look at the actually- ranks. Look, look at the expected goals for 60 on the left. Yeah. And look at the goals save above expected on the right. So what left chart, what the left side is telling you is where he should have been in goals allowed mm-hmm. or where the shots were and the shot qualities and everything. And where he was was on the, le- the right hand side with the rank. And in eight of those years listed, he's top three including, I believe, six number one overall rankings. Six, including three in a row, 9, 10, and 11. And 9, 10, and 11 were just mediocre teams. Mediocre teams. Phil, look at this one. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. To, to, to quote... You scored um, on Henrik Lundqvist when you were playing junior inline hockey. Yeah, hockey. That's awesome! Wow. To, to bastardize a quote from Sean Bean: "One does not simply score a goal on Henry Conquest." Yeah. Hey. Um, and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get with this one here, Sean. With I'm, I'm, I'm with Sean on this one. I, I, I think Henrik should remain in this organization. I don't know if ESPN or TNT will grab him. But I agree with the first part. I, I hope that he stays with the organization in some sort of way. Um, if he wants to go back to Sweden and live his life there, more power to him. But if he wants to stay in New York and he wants to stay in America, I hope he stays with the organization and he gets his name on the Stanley Cup in some sort of executive capacity one day. Yeah. I mean – there are so many memories that oh <laughs> uh, yeah, unless you're Patrick Hornquist, yeah. But um there's there's so many memories when it comes to Henrik Lundqvist. I mentioned the armpit save that he made. I was there the for that. You were there for the armpit save in, in Pittsburgh? Oh no, oh I thought you were talking about the, the turnaround against Oh no, the turnaround the blocker, that's a great save. But the yeah. one that he dropped his goal stick, Martin ends up shooting at the puck, and Henrik traps it with his arm. That was there were those moments where you actually could be in disbelief, just saying, "Oh my God, we're gonna win." That was one of those moments. Like as soon as, as soon as Dominic Moore scored to make it one nothing, in uh, in the game you were at in Game Six. With it, where he dropped the save and knocked yeah. him in panic. That that was another one. Like it's 
it's it's just that's what Hunter Conquest was. Yeah, I mean that, that I mean that <laughs> to to be to to, we it, to give it to one, but still I scored. That's what yeah matters. for for Lunda for Lunda is a machine. They're they're and you can attest to that because you're over there, but we the the lore of Forlunda is well documented over here on this side of the pond, my friend. Well known for being a hockey powerhouse over there. Yeah, this is another one, um, Alyssa with Hank. Uh, I, I I didn't hear it. I didn't get to see the interview. Um, so I, I can't say a whole lot there. But I mean, it would be nice. I I I would whether he's an executive behind the scenes or something or. Uh, maybe he gets into management one day. Who knows? I mean, he, he's he's got a he got a ways to go before he gets there. He, he's got he's got to pay some dues and and you know work his way up and everything like that because you can't just give somebody who's completely inexperienced the reins. That's how mm-hmm. big decisions are made. And a lot of these people calling for you know Messier can't call for Hank if you're if you're going to say that you know you want you don't want Messier there because neither of them have experience in that regard. But yeah, I, I would love to see Lundquist in the organization one day and get his name on the cup. He was the guy that had the work ethic and commitment to be great. He's Ben Wilder's greatest student. Uh, I could say that hands down. Because um, Ben Wilder's had several reclamation projects if you want to refer to him like that, if it's being too harsh in the way I'm saying it, we'll figure out how to say it, uh, say it a little bit better, but no, it's not. I mean, made, when you, he made Valaket a good backup. He made Marty Biron an outstanding backup. Oh, Marty um, was a good starter. So, uh, I mean, he probably helped add some years to Marty Biron's career. Exactly. I am not yeah. bashing in Marty Biron in any way. But he made a star out of Cam Talbot um, and Antti Ranta. And the Rangers got a second-round pick and a, and a first-round pick for, for Ranta. Granted, that was with Derek Stepan. Um, Andre Pavlich is the only one that kind of failed. I mean, Alexander Georgiev's overperformed. Just, you know, but when it, the constant for everything was Hank. Hank did it all. He stopped the puck. Yeah, yeah and and yeah, uh, uh, I, I mean, this says it all. Go, goalie whisperer. Sean's all right. Goalie That's whisperer. Why with, with me, I'll I'll also point to Ben Wallair, best goalie coach in the league. You want to say Mitch Corn? Fine, okay. But Ben Wallair. Yeah, I, I mean, Mitch Korn's got a Hall of Fame resume on his own. Hashik and Pekarene alone is is more than enough. But um, but as as Yol nineteen eighty two, if I'm if I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, said it below, Dave. Yeah, um, for Lunda really got on the map over here with Lundqvist's performance, and and Joel, his brother, obviously, you know, as we all know. Has, has been a team captain for Forlunda. So Forlunda has become a machine over these last 15 or so years. It's, it's just truly amazing 
because this today is a day of reflection. We can look back on this. We were actually going to try to save this for our lead for next week's show. And it still might be the lead. We still don't even know yet. But it's just, uh, oh, by the way, everybody, welcome to the first broadcast officially of Big Apple Hockey. Yeah, I, I said that when I when I started. So yeah. All right. I wasn't sure if you said that. Yeah, I I had to start it off with that because you know this is our first thing. We wanted Anthony to be here. Anthony's a little tied up. He might make yeah. an appearance, but you know what? This is this is what this is what we are. I mean, this is our new thing. This, obviously, you could see our new background here, but you know, we're we're proud to be. Big Apple Hockey, we're proud to be on here doing this first video about Henrik Lundqvist, and it's kind of fitting that our first video is the re- uh, under Big Apple Hockey is the retirement of one of the, the greatest hit players in the history of this franchise. And, yeah, th- this comment is funny from Mike here. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's <laughs> a little more of an all-things all, ra- all Rangers element without Andy. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll mean- get a chuckle out of that. I mean, Henrik Lundqvist on the ice was fantastic. Off the ice represented this. Now, you were talking about the two people that you would represent, uh, the New York Rangers in your mind, on and off the ice, both together. Um, I, I, Adam Graves is a great selection. Uh, my my other option was Rod Gilbert. And he... he another good one. Is, uh, both those guys. But again... Um, uh, Mark, how do we send the link to Anthony? All right, hold on, I got that right now. I'll go get. Yeah. That. Uh, uh, so, sorry, Mike, but we're we're getting Anthony in in a second. So, copy clipboard. Yeah, this is a funny I'm one here. Anthony tried to get the scoop on Big Illuminati from Mania and got a horse head. <laughs> Can we keep this comment up? Somewhere? And this is the first thing he sees. Actually, no. I should. We should just keep this comment up, and then have him come in, and then I'll highlight the next one. Oh my god! But again, you know what the funny part is about the Henry Glunkwa situation. Also, Philk is for the last five years. You had you had people going, "Oh, the Islanders got Henry Glunkwa's numbers." Yeah. You know who okay. Henry Lundqvist, whose number he had for years? The Islanders. Second most wins versus any franchise. Unless Pittsburgh went just past him. Yeah, I... I it, it's it's just so funny. And I'll add Anthony here. And we're going to welcome there we go. the there third is. man of our operation here, our Islanders correspondent, Mr. Anthony LaRocco. And we wanted to troll you a little bit and have that first comment up there at the bottom for you to see <laughs> yeah and then uh, and then brody brody got, left you a nice little comment afterwards which we'll we'll show there too so this <laughs> group on big illuminati but you got you got caught you got a horse head and then the isles horse should be wearing the white jersey since this show is more myr <laughs> Yeah, just a little troll job for Eventually, you. Eventually, we're going to end up having these uh, replaced. I still think the Islanders' uh, logo being the horse <laughs> with the hockey stick is still more than fitting, especially that they're playing in Belmont. But again, it's, you know, this this uh, this is just an end of an era, and it's... um, And yeah, and... And Henrik Lundqvist is... 
your 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 thoughts, Anth, because you you've watched this guy from the other side of of town for fifteen years. So let, let's hear what you got to say, bud. I mean, it's it's one of the guys that, as an Islander fan, you just had the utmost respect for. I mean, the guy the guy was not only was he elite, but he was a class act, and you know. So he said he that his first year he wasn't expected to be the starting goalie. That was supposed to be Kevin Weeks's net. And the guy just came in and he impressed from day one. And it sucked for Islander fans because at first we're like, all right, you know, the Rangers goaltending isn't isn't gonna be very good. They don't have a you know, they don't have a future number one here. And um and then he came he came in and, and shot that down real quick. And he was like I said, he was elite for them for pretty much his whole entire career, let's say minus what the last maybe two or three years he played with them. Um, but yeah, he, he's phenomenal. Sixth all time in wins. You know, I think he had 61 shutouts, um, you know, a lot of playoff success. Yeah. He didn't get the cup, but you know, he's a first ballot hall of famer. Uh, no question about it. Um, you know, and that's what can else you say about the guy? He, he, he was the face of the Rangers franchise. Um, you know, he was the face of New York city for let's, let's call it to be real. Um, you know, so kudos to him on a great, great career. It just sucks that it had to end on not on his terms. You know, it's not like he willingly hung him up. He was kind of forced into it with the issues with his heart. And, um, I sent you that little blurb from Larry Brooks in the post today. Um, you know, he was planning, as he said, he was planning on playing heading into this off season. Um, but unfortunately they said by the time he makes a hundred percent recovery, you'd have to sit out another year. And I guess he figured, is it really worth it to sit out like a whole season this year, um, you know, at his age and then to come back with the fall? That's that's tough to do. Maybe if you're 26, 27 years old, but at his age to sit out a whole year um, and being that he didn't even play this past season, that's a lot. So um, I think he made the right decision. Um, but again, ultimately, um, you know, I know he says he's at peace, but I, I would imagine he would have liked it to have been on his own terms. You know what the funny thing is? Um, it, the uh, lack of success the Rangers had seven prior seasons or seven years, I should say, until this guy showed up. And you know how many games he played eliminated from playoff contention up until 2018? That's right. The only time he was eliminated from playoff contention was on the final day of the season. And that's because he let in one goal. And then shootout. Yeah. And then two in a shootout. The Rangers only goal that game was for by Jody Shelley. The only goal in the shootout was by P.A. Paranto. I remember Chris Drury having the winning goal the day before to keep the season alive. It was a it was a it was a Sunday Sunday series against the Flyers. And that spawned. And yes, Christina, you you were correct on that. Twenty ten. That terrible ending to that season. A season in which a first line was Ben Gabarik, Vinny Prospel, and Eric Christensen. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not that's not a good first line. No, a, a washed up Vinny Vinny Prospel. I loved Vinny Prospel. I thought Prospel was great as a Ranger. No, no, I liked him too. It's just he he wasn't he, what he was. No, he shouldn't have been a first line center at that. Yeah. Point. But you know, Eric Christensen playing on that first line is an indictment on the team more than anything. Because Eric Christensen should have never sniffed the top six. You wanted to have him in your bottom six as a shootout specialist? Okay, fine. I get that. His shootout moves are incredible. He was a weapon in the shootouts. 
Yeah. But that team was so poorly constructed. Yeah. Defense was piss poor. And then you had Lumpkin. well. Team. You got to give Torts credit for coaching him at least. Yeah. I, I, right. All right. Fine. Yeah, of course. You can. You, you can. But the, but part of the problem was is that they wanted to play six goaltender system. You, you're not going to win game playing six goaltender system. I get you have to do it because the team was so bad. But you still have to have the puck to score. And that's what led to his worst um, month of his career when Elaine Vigneault came in. They weren't trying to block shots. They weren't trying to play that torture anymore. You had to let them see the shots. And blocks were getting through. And the first month, Henrik Lundqvist was awful. <laughs> I was, and I, I was on record saying this. I thought, he, I thought Elaine Vigneault was Don Nelson of – of the, of the New York Rangers. Oh my God! Do you remember when he was a Knicks coach? Do, do you remember the the Mastercard commercials with him when he was coaching the Mavericks, and he's like basically chirping the guys, and and he goes, "Come on, Nash, what are you what are you doing over there, you hoser?" Calls Steve Nash a hoser and says something to to, to Dirk Nowitzki in German and Dirk chirp, chirps back at him in German. <laughs> The Mavericks, I mean, but again, but again, um, and then Elaine Vigneault and the system worked out. They went to a Stanley Cup final. They won a President's Trophy the following year. Uh, challenge for the Stanley Cup the next year. Uh, they came up short. But um, yeah. Elaine Vigneault. Yeah. Well, they had a lot of good looks. But, I mean, yeah. H- Henrik Lundqvist was the constant. And- Does anybody have a pack of Trident for me to chew right now? <laughs> Seriously. Like, I mean, just Anthony, going through it in your head, since 2006, start naming Islander goaltenders. Since 2006? Yeah. Um, D. Pietro. D. Pietro. Mike Dunham. Garth Snow. Go ahead, Anthony. Uh, Mike Dunham, um, Al Montoya, uh, Nathan Lawson. Miko Koskin and Anders Nilsson, Yevgeny Nabokov, um, uh, no, Joey McDonald was pre 2000. Well, yeah, it was 2009. Joey McDonald, um, Yanda, Yandanis, uh, Dwayne, yeah, Dwayne Rollison, Marty Buran, um, Wade Dublich. I said, yeah, he said that. Did. Okay. Did we say Nielsen yet? Yeah. Kevin Poolin, Kevin Poolin. Yeah, Robin I mean, Leonard over ten. Thomas Grice, Berlamov, Sorokin. Yeah, Robin Leonard. Yeah, I, said, I just said Robin Leonard. Right, yeah. We're almost still. We're 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 over ten. We're like at fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine stability. the stability of saying you had you had one goaltender that had more wins than all those guys combined. Like that's 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 why today is significant. That's why it's. I mean, well, well, probably, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably not combined just because Nabok, just because Nabokov has a whole lot of wins himself. But well, over there, can, can, yeah. can can we get a can we get a video clip of like of that gif of of everybody in the the revolving door walking around and nobody coming out and just have like Carter Hart's 
face, Ron Hextall's face, <laughs> other flyers, goaltenders' faces. Brian Boucher. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be so appropriate. Robert Esch. And, and, and this is coming from a guy who's a fan of a team that's still paying Bobby Bonilla. So you can take that with a grain of salt if you want, Anthony. Yeah, but you know what? You don't pay Bobby Bonilla. You don't get David Wright. There you go. I could really give. I could really care less. The Islanders are paying DiPietro. Has no effect on. Has yeah. no effect on the team. I mean, it's. But yeah, I'm gonna go back to this one. Why, why you? Why you have to be mad? It's only game. <laughs> I mean, and right now we're looking at two franchises that appear to have their franchise goalies locked up, or soon will be with the Islanders because they're gonna have uh, Sorokin locked up. But it's, I mean, and Igor Zesterkin, in a way, isn't the guy after the guy Georgiev was. So, yeah. And that's a guy that you forgot to list there, Anth No, he, he mentioned Nabokov. Oh, okay. I didn't and hear he you say He's got a bunch of wins. But by the way, I was focusing on just the wins Nabokov had for the Islanders, as well as, um, most of those wins are in San Jose. So. Yeah, of, of course, yeah. of course. It's just I, I didn't hear him saying, but that he probably said it while I was going oh at guys like Jan Denis and, uh, and <laughs> other guys he'd mentioned. So I probably I mean, we didn't. Did we get the John Francois Lebebe? Uh Yes, I said JF Labe. Uh, JF Barube, Barube, Barube. Sorry, JF Labe was um. Was the Ranger goal? And yeah, yeah, the Rangers. Sorry. Yeah, JF Ruby, good. I think the only the only active goalie that really can say he had a better career than Lundqvist is Flurry, just because he has the cups. Yeah, and he's got the wins. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm telling you right now, though, if you if you switched Lundqvist and Flurry, Pittsburgh would have five cups. And would have well over 500 wins. By the way, this is a good plug for the future upcoming series of What If, starring uh, John Flakowski, uh, where he's me doing my Rob Van Dam impressions because I'm the whole effing show. And possibly if uh, the ping pong balls went the Rangers' way and they ended up with Sidney Crosby. So you never know what other situations I will be going over. You will have to tune in and watch. Yeah, I thought that tweet that uh, that Luongo steered towards Luongo. Yeah, two two yeah. two goats, no cup. <laughs> two go- uh, Luongo always makes fun of himself, and he's just—I love that guy. He's really funny. He's a clown. He's great. Oh, he's yeah, he's great. I remember, I mean, the, I remember the deadline one year where he didn't get traded. He was at a press conference. He's like, "Oh, can I say my contract sucks." Of why he hadn't been moved is that um I, I, I have two comments I want to highlight. First one is this one, and this is one hundred and fifty percent true. I mean the Shesterkin with that meteoric rise, you knew it was coming sooner than later. But the fact that he came over and dominated the way he did in Hartford and then came up and looked as good as he did against the Avalanche in that first game and then the games that followed. That's really what pushed him out the door at first. I mean, and he was running on fumes that year. And, and to be fair, the defense wasn't good either. But you could tell that Hank wasn't Hank anymore, and that's fine. Father, mm-hmm. 
always wins. It happens. There's nothing wrong with admitting that Father Time got the best of Henrik Lundqvist and that the team in front of him wasn't good either. And you can understand that. Um, so I like the other one. And the, the other one is this one. You have one do-over. And we'll do all three of us. So, Anthony, if you're – if you are Glenn Sather or Jeff Gordon, what is one do-over that you would make during Henrik Lundqvist's tenure? This is a great question, by the way, Grant. Well done. It is, because also I have to ask this for qualifications. Should that include the 2003 NHL draft? Yeah, that absolutely includes that. It Anything. I mean, the 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 question here, according to Grant, is open ended. Going by what he wrote there, I guess Anthony stepped out. So, Mark, uh, your move. Or Anthony? So, uh, yeah, I'm still thinking. Anthony, uh, what what would your one do over be if you're say the reward during Lundquist's tenure? Oh, um, it's a good question. Let's see, in Lundquist's tenure. Sean, really? Come on, Sean. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, only the Wade, was real good for the, the Wade, Wade Redden contract. The, the Wade Redden contract. Okay. Uh, All right. I would go elsewhere just because under under the under the rules. Uh, under the under the under the cap rules back then, you could bury him. So I, I would elsewhere. They did. Uh, let's see. Um, actually, it's not going to be what you expect. It is going to be the McElrath pick. I think I'm going to agree with Will Wilson right there. the The easiest thing for me to say is Sanguinetti or um, maybe getting Ryan Getzlaff instead of. Uh, Hugh Jessamine. That all works. <laughs> but I would have tried to convince Yager to stay in North America because he still had plenty left in the tank. And um, But I, I think if they get Vladimir Tarasenko, it's a much different team in the, two, in the 2010s. Well, well, if you ever feel like it, uh, the second video I ever did for this channel was the worst draft picks in Rangers history. Yes, Dylan McElrath is uh, very high on that list. I, I, I've, I've got to say, it's, it's got to be Ryan get not taking Ryan Getzloff over Hugh Jessamine for me. Yeah, it's the obvious one, but look at it. You have a number <laughs> one center. <clears throat> and that team lacked a true top end center for a long time. Ryan Getzlaff would have came in in 2005, 2006. He could have been the team's second line center. Then if you have him, you have him on a second line in 2007 with Brendan Shanahan. You still sign mm -hmm. Brendan Shanahan. You don't need to bring in Matt Cullen at that point. You just need somebody to be there in that third line center role. You have you have another ELC level rookie player there. He grows into that role. By the time 
2014 rolls around. He's in he's in his prime years still, and he's still a uh, he's still a great player. Uh, yeah, you guys brought up the Jack Eichel talk, not us. We didn't say anything about him. We didn't mention his name. And actually, let's he go. Shall not be named. It's actually. It's actually Big Apple Hockey's favorite instigator, Sean Statler, who, who <laughs> don't talk. Don't worry, Sean. I see these things. I see them. I've got my eyes on you. Yeah, 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 shit disturber. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, again, so, but, so looking at Igor Sesterkin, though, the one thing every Ranger fan could only hope for, and first things first, he's got to get through a season healthy. Is is that he's half of what Henrik Lundqvist is? Yeah, he's half of Henrik Lundqvist. Then the Rangers got a great goalie. Like that's all he needed to do. You just gotta go there, be you, be half of what what the guy before you was. So yeah, like like the like the the bad boy Piston had the the Jordan rules. We're gonna <laughs> have the Statler rules here. There was a picture yesterday on Instagram of. Uh... Of Sorokin and Shesterkin talking to each other at like I saw that the charity game they were playing in. Yeah, I, I I saw that. That was cool. They both have their their uh their Islanders and Rangers pads on their yeah. their battles. So, yeah. Hopefully that'll be what they have forever. So yeah, um, I agree with you there. Um, and yeah, Will, you're you're right about this. Um. That was the one thing where I would literally, I would have to hold my breath or even consider taking Xanax because I would, I, I never want to take anything like that. But every time that Lundqvist tried to handle that puck, oh man, anxiety levels through the roof. Hank, we love you, but well, you handle the puck. The first guy that would admit that Hank, uh, it wasn't good at handling the puck, was Hank. Yeah, I, I feel just, the same way when Di Pietro handled the puck. The only difference is he was actually good at it. He just really did it at stupid times. He did it at stupid times, and he made he made he made some boneheaded decisions. That was his problem. Yeah. But if he wanted to make a pass, he could make that pass down the ice. He loved playing the puck. Yeah, he loved it just a little too much. Yeah. Think about think think about something like this, and um, uh, I'm gonna borrow a line from Alan Rickman. In uh, quickly down under, although his was a little bit different anyway, which was uh, uh, some men were born in the wrong time. Uh, if the rest of the line is some men were born on the wrong continent, but uh, in any event, Henrik Lundqvist, if you put him on this team as a rookie three years ago, how much of a different situation that he is, he was probably in the darkest age and in. In the in the Rangers since the fifties, in the post expansion era, and that that team was picked to be dead last in the in the division, and he, he almost won him a division title. It's, I mean, uh, imagine what it could have been, what could have been, but it wasn't meant to be. Imagine if he was in the Rangers goalie in the nineties, but. Uh, his style didn't exist back then. He was a hybrid style of butterfly and um, playing back in the net. 
I think they were, they called that the North American style, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it's like a butterfly high, uh, butterfly stand up hybrid almost. Right. Like um, Mike Richter was probably the last real stand up goaltender. Yeah. Yeah. He played a lot stand up. So, um, <laughs> but it's it's just that's that's the thing and imagine if he was in a different era but that's 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 the thing where you're you can't pick him yeah i mean imagine I, if Don Manning was started in 1993 yeah i i hate going cross era it, it just there's so much to, to not account for i mean you gotta account for you know composite goalie sticks now like Years ago, that was never the case. They were all wood, and they were heavier. And that, I mean, but composite sticks, bigger, lighter pads, um, just, and you have, and, and this is another another good one here, Girardi and Stahl having as prominent of roles as they did, and don't get me wrong, Mark Stahl up until about 2011, was an upper-end shutdown defender. Like, he was talked about in the same light that Jacob Slavin was talked of, talked in, like now. So, um, uh, I don't think I agree with third best all time. I'm not going to agree with third best either. I will say this. No. Uh, you can make a solid argument he's in the top ten. Oh, he's he's definitely in my top ten. Even without a Stanley Cup, he's in the top ten. He's definitely in my top ten. And uh, I would put him ahead of Curtis Joseph. Well, he's that's good. Him. That would be what I'd ask Anthony right now. He's Who do you have this better? Yeah, Lundquist or Joseph? Uh, Lundquist. I yeah. Uh, I, I mean, he I mean, passed I, Joseph in the wins. He has the Vezina that Joseph never had. He has the Olympic gold that Joseph never had, and he was the greatest of his generation, with, although that's sort of unfair to Joseph because he had Belfour, mm-hmm. had uh, Wah, he had Brodor, he had Hashik. I mean, he had four of the greatest goaltenders ever in front of him. You could make an argument. Joseph wasn't, and it is an argument, by the way, not a not conclusive fact. He wasn't even the best goalie from his college because he went to the University of Wisconsin. Who else won there? I uh, got have won the Stanley Cup in 1994. Mike Richter. Mike Richter, yeah. I put so. I put Lundqvist up there with um with Kay Whitmore and Bob Essenza as the best of all time. <laughs> Kay Whitmore and Bob Essenza. Uh, <laughs> maybe uh, former maybe Winnipeg she, Jet Bob Essenza. Maybe Ken Shevelday too. Oh wow, Tim Tim Shevelday. Tim, sorry. Yeah. Um, but you know Ken what? Ken, De- Ken, Ken Shevelday off as the GM. In yeah. <laughs> in all seriousness, um, I mean, Hashik, Wah, Brodor, um, Dryden. Dry- yeah, Dryden. Um, yeah, then, then you know, Lundquist enters the conversation at that point, I think. Lundquist and Luongo. Yeah. And, you know, he'd say it, Flurry. Yeah, you got to. Listen, I, I thought he's been a sieve at some time at some points in his career in the playoffs, especially against that series against the Islanders in um in twelve thirteen. If they didn't switch to Vakun, the Islanders probably would end up winning that series with the way Flurry's playing. But despite that, he's got the cups, he's got 
you know, he got his Vezina finally. He's got the wins. Um, so you got to give him his due. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think he's as good as Lundqvist. Like, Phil made a good point. If you switch teams, I think, you know. No, you know, if they switch teams, there's there's no doubt who has the better numbers in my mind at that yeah. point. I, I think I, I think any expert would probably tell you the same thing. And I think Marc-Andre Fleur himself would probably tell you the same thing. Yeah. Tretiak never played a game in the NHL. Tretiak, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thanks, Grant. All right. uh, we, we got you, Grant. We got you. But, um, Chris, I, I actually put this up on the screen twice during this broadcast. So I know exactly what you're saying, but he's not a top three goaltender of all time. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, by the way, yes. The, well, because he's still got to stop him. I, I love the guy, but – he, he, my my top three, and I know I'll get heat for putting him in the top three, but my top three is one Hashik, two Wah, and three Marty Brodor. As yeah, my, I go Ken Dryden above Brodor, but yes, uh, I, I can't put Dryden before. I can't put Dryden in front of him. I can't. Uh, longevity it matters, and yeah. that's why I would put Lundqvist ahead of Dryden because Dryden played behind teams that had no less than eight Hall of Famers in front of him. I've done the research on this. I've had this argument with a, a mutual follow of mine on Twitter. Um, he never played on a team with less than eight Hall of Famers in front of him. And in one season, he had 10 Hall of Famers in front of him. 10. Lundquist has not played with a Hall of Famer. Uh, other than Yager. Other than Yager. Uh, Yager and Shanahan, and that's it. Yeah, and that's not much. Well, again, I'm, I'm going to say he's either number one or number two. Uh, one for me. And I, I, I would say two is probably Luongo, and three is probably Joseph. Chris, you have a good day, bud. Yeah, Chris, thanks for joining us. And thanks oh, for joining it's, us. It's It's hard. But again, that's why this this day is a celebration. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, and I, all I the days it. that Henrik Lundqvist had for this team. I know some people are going to act like it's a day to mourn. It shouldn't be a day to mourn. It's a day to celebrate. It's a day to celebrate. You're, you're celebrating a career of one of the greatest players ever, the greatest goaltender, undoubtedly of of this generation. And you know, I, I just. Uh, Chris, no, I, y- y- they're a lot closer than you think. Luongo is is truly an all-time great. Uh, they're a lot closer than you think. Maybe the advanced statistics, maybe request a little more. But yeah, uh, Luongo was pretty Watch amazing himself. I um, would love to see. I, I don't know if, if there's a way to get them. But I would love to see Luongo's advanced stats for his uh, first few seasons in Florida. Like the 0- 0-2, uh, I would say like 0-2 to 0-6. Or no, 0-2 to, um, yeah, 0-2 to 0-6, those years in Florida. Because those those stats, I, I know 0-4, he was a Vezina, I believe, finalist in 0-4. And that wasn't a playoff team. Oh. I um, I'm gonna hop off because I 
Tony has a, a surprising lunch off, so she's coming home quick. So I'm gonna um I'm gonna sign off, guys. But um just uh two quick notes before I go. I don't know. Uh the Flames re-signed Nikita Zadorov today, 3.75 million uh for one year. So there's only mm-hmm. one there's only one arbitration case left, and that's Travis Sanheim. And then Andy Strickland said yesterday, actually, he tweeted that the Blues are not an option for Chara and that if he plays, he wants to stay in the East close to his family. Yeah, I, I heard that last part. I didn't know the Blues were even a – Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't either, but apparently he told them, no, that he wants to remain in the East. I, I would say he's either going to go back to Washington. Maybe he goes to – maybe he goes to Florida. I mean – I think his family is still in Boston. Florida's not that close, so maybe it's really just Washington or the Rangers or the Islanders or uh, I don't know. But we'll see what Big Z chooses to do. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I doubt the Rangers are in on him. They, uh, although you know what, I wouldn't. The Rangers wouldn't shock me, especially with the moves oh. that they've made. So, all right. I'll, I'll, uh... <laughs> He's the he's the third man. He's Hogan with the NWO with Dash of the Beach '96. I'm the third man, brother. Oh my God! I'll I mean, talk to you guys could later, be another right? team. Anthony, take it easy. Team. And remember, this is the first ever uh, broadcast of yeah. Big Apple Hockey. Just that comment by Will Wilson there is interesting because I I heard heard some people saying that. The, uh, some of the silence on Chara could also mean a Big Lou signing. What's another gag order there? You know, but don't speculate too much, Anthony. You know what? Horse's head in your bed. I, man. Yeah, buddy. We 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 don't we don't want to have to put you on the back of a milk carton because Big Lou made you disappear. Oh, Big Big Lou. Um, you know, actually, real quick, I I joked with um. I joked with Staple about this the other day because I, I um, Mark, I told John this after you had left, but uh, um, mm-hmm. Staple has had every request put in um, to talk to somebody denied by Lou this summer, every single request. So, um, I, which is ridiculous. But I texted him. I was I was talking to him yesterday, and he's like, I still got my offer going. I was denied. I was denied by um, by Lou to speak with uh, Trotz or Lee. So he's like, I still got my offer going. I'm like, well, I'm like, what happens if he shot Big Lou a text instead of like emailing the PR guy? What would you, what would happen if you actually texted Big Lou and was like, hey, I want to talk to you know talk to somebody? What would he say? And he's like, he's actually really polite, even though that he makes the decision. He would he would say for me to contact Kimber only to be to only to be denied by him anyway. He just didn't <laughs> do it himself. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll 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 put up this banger of a tweet on the screen here from uh, Davy Upper, who is a mutual follower of mine on Twitter. I think Mark, you might be following him as well, but not. Uh... All right, gentlemen, I'll talk to you guys on. Uh... Well, I'll talk to you guys soon, but we'll see you Wednesday. Yeah, all righty, definitely Wednesday at the latest. So we'll right. see you soon. Well, we're gonna be talking later anyway, so it doesn't yes. really matter. Yeah. <laughs> all right, later, guys. Later. Bye. Um Christina, by the way, to answer your question, yeah. The ninth overall. Yeah. And go with Brent Cran. 
Oh, that's also one of those where you look over and go, plenty of guys had shots at Henrik Lundqvist. By the way, uh, I only got about a few more minutes. I got to drive my roommate to go get his car. But uh, let's, oh, I did it again. Yikes. Hold on. Because, uh, of course, one of the ones that I have on there is actually us. It's like promoting your own thing. Of course, the Vanek one. And I was there for this. It's incredible. Mark Savard. That one's disgusting. And that's the worst. The worst part is that's his second best save in Boston. Yeah, the Mark Savard one is even. The Mark Savard one, more ridiculous. Uh, Just. You know he wanted that one in the Winter Classic so badly because of what Briere did to him in the shootout two years prior in Philly. David Clarkson, my God. And Henrik Stick gets in front of Michael Delzato's. Stafford. That was great because there are there are times where Sand thought it went off the post, but no, it's the way Henrik made saves. He's got to show the one against California, I think. Ah, California, Jesus, what is it? Nineteen eighty six in baseball, Carolina. I mean, what a pass from Andrew Ladd there. Jeez. Oh, Andrew Ladd played in this league. Who is collecting the paycheck? Yeah. Kidding. No, Andrew Ladd was a very good player. Yeah, I just, you can literally watch these highlights just all day. Um, And again, that's who this guy was. Heinrich, um, I. I, I cannot speak Swedish. I'm going to need a translation on that, my friend. Uh, hold on. I'll see if I can get that in there. Han R. Green. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure if what that is. But, um, yeah, I mean, that Winter Classic was great between Mike Rupp doing the salute to Yager, the two goals, Brad Richards with what ended up being the game winner, the Barriere penalty shot with McDonough closing his hand on the puck in the crease. Oh, it says he is awesome. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He, he absolutely is. You are right. I I assume you're from Sweden. Where, where in Sweden? If you don't mind me asking. You know, it's funny. I, I look at this comment and the first – Jimmy Hoffa very – is um, actually um, Rick Generate, who also just announced that this is going to be his last season of doing commentary, the legendary Buffalo Sabres play-by-play man. <laughs> there we go, Sean. Damn right. Yeah, that's that's where Lundquist is actually uh, from. There it is. That's the save I was thinking about right away. No, the and Martin Nature's one. Tommy is. He just reaches out like boom. 
Yeah. I just, oh, what a glove there on Gregory Campbell. Just that was wired. Um, Ryan Callahan, former teammate, he probably saw that little leg kick move too many times. Mm -hmm. No, but um, uh, Rick Jenner uh, announced that this will be his final season. And one of his best calls ever is when Dave Hannon scores that goal in 94 in overtime on the backhand. Dave Hannon on the backhand. And this series is going back to where Jimmy Hoffa is. <laughs> and that's the first thing I think of every time I see the name Jimmy Hoffa. Uh, what a great career for Rick Generate too. So between Henrik Lundqvist and Rick Generate um, announcing their announcements today, it's just something else. But yeah, Grant, you're you're, you're right. They they were they were stacked at forward. Uh, the defense was kind of a hit or miss that year, but. I mean, it's Lundqvist, really, because the Finns went 6-0 and through their first games. They were undefeated until they got to that gold medal game against Sweden, and Sweden upset them, and it was on the back. Even when he hits down with his hand, not the blocker. He hits – he knocks down yes. his hand. You know what that save reminds me of? That that Dominic Hasek save on Trent Klatt against Philly in the 97 playoffs, where yeah. he basically throws his hand out. And just stops it. And you're like, what? I mean. Um, and Pelly, Pelly Lindbergh, rest in peace. I mean, again, he's he's probably the greatest goalie in Swedish history, too, while we're at it. So the Rangers could have arguably the best American goalie and the best Swedish goalie of all time to wear the uniform. Um. But again, like there, there's times where this guy's made saves that it didn't even, it just didn't matter. He just, he ma always managed to find a way to keep this team in the game. Yeah, I mean, he did, and that's just that was his nature. He was just that good. And yeah, we'll 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 have the we'll have the press conference for you, Sean. We'll yeah. we'll host a live presser. You can come out and say that you're retiring for the weekend. But I mean, yeah, this this team, Alfredson was on that team too. The Sedins were on that team. I mean, forward and that, and stopping Sidney Crosby. So, so John, um, Gensel, and and although this isn't Mark's weekly trivia, sorry, hold on, I knocked my camera out of the way. But and again, we're gonna check this again just to be sure. But number one, number two, number three. Goals against Henrik Lundqvist, Sidney Crosby, Alexander Ovechkin, Evgeny Malkin. Who is number four? So Crosby, Ovechkin, and Malkin are one, two, and three in goals against Henrik Lundqvist. Against Henrik Lundqvist. Who's number four? Jeff Skinner. Lake Como. Oh my God! <laughs> Talk about obscure thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is that? YouTube bots? Yeah. No. So we're gonna get hit with a 
copyright strike, not going to be able to monetize. Anyway, <laughs> we're not monetized anyway. Go ahead, come and get us. <laughs> yeah, right. It just whatever. Well, uh, it was somebody else, I think. It was something different. Anyway, any event. Uh, I actually am going to run myself. I have to go uh, drop my roommate off to get his car. So uh, you can take it the rest of the way. And so really quick, I ask you one. What's your one memory you think of Henry Conquest? Go. Safe. Safe. I was there for it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've told this story time and time again with Kovalov being there. Standing up, the ovation, being neutral, sitting back down, then going back to him and ripping off the jacket with the 94 Stanley Cup final shirt on. Place went ballistic. The save was made. Dominic Moore scores. Just, it was a hell of a night. I'll never forget that night. Dominic Moore, by the way, it was the most appropriate goal that could be scored to win that series. I mean, Marty Sewell scoring on Mother's Day is is huge. Dominic Moore scoring the year after he loses his comeback year after he loses his wife. It's like the heartwarming story. Um I, I I'm going to go with um oof. Unfortunately, right now the lingering memory is the the look on his face. Uh, at the end of the Carolina series, but if who so many times that that man just he just put the team on his back, just said this is this is it, but that's what he did. That's what he did. Uh, I'm gonna go with the armpit save because I, I did not believe they were gonna beat the Pittsburgh Penguins until that moment, and after that, they they. All Martin. Yeah. All Martin. You know, a Mother's Day goal was when I really started to believe that they could beat them. Yeah. I, 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 when they went down and, and lost those next three games after winning the first game in overtime, I was, I was going to Carolina Rebellion. I was with um, four other friends. We were in a hotel room, and we had we just got down to North Carolina like a few hours before that, before the game started, and we got Cracker Barrel because there was Cracker Barrel right across the hotel. <laughs> got back into the hotel, and the game was on, and. They all knew I wanted to watch the game because I wasn't missing that game. And boom, just I'll, I'll never forget that goal with uh, Pouliot Broussard. That was just great. Um, but when they went down those next three games, I was just like, all right, maybe we met our, we met our match. It's a better team. And then Marty's mom passed, and that was the galvanizing moment. And that Mother's Day goal was – that was when I knew we had a chance. That was just the look on his face. 
and that was great. That was the, the, again. And then the Marty San Luis, I'm so fucking proud to be a New York Ranger. Yeah, Ranger. It just, just chills just every time I fucking think about that. Well, just. um, and again, unfortunately, it's just the, the end of every single season to seeing that man devastated because he, he gave it all. He could never score a goal for the New York Rangers, but he can he can certainly help keep him in, keep it out of the net, keep him in there. All right, I got to run because I'm going to take uh, my friend Sean to go get his car. So, uh, John, take it easy. I'm out. And uh, everybody, by the way, again, thank you very much. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Let me put up a picture of that idiot that does that. No, there he is. Uh, <laughs> and um, again, thank you all again because this is always a treat. So, I'm out. I'll see you guys later. And Mark decided to, uh, well, he had to go do his thing. So, I mean, I'm probably going to wrap up here. There's not a whole lot left for me to really say. I, I And I know it's, I know it sounds like it's almost a somber type of mood, uh, type of mood. Cause it, you know, in a way it is, but we, you got to reflect on what was a great career um, and just I'll, I'll never forget him coming around and really stepping into that spot after that Kevin Weeks injury early on in October of uh, 2005. Uh, he came back and he took Kevin. I mean, he took Kevin Weeks, a starter spot and yeah, all the league confirmed we can get hit with another copyright when we mess around with the AEW logo. So, um, but yeah, um, it just, there's so many memories to go over. I think we went over really most of them. I mean, 400th win, 450th win. I mean, the Olympic gold, the saves and the playoffs. I, I mean, it just, and then having the shutouts against the same team on the same date, like literally one year apart with Washington and Pittsburgh and everything, like in those years, uh, I, I dare somebody to find a better playoff goaltender in elimination games than Henrik Lundqvist in that 20, 2012 to 2015 time period, those four postseasons. Like Patrick Waugh, I've always said it's like the best money goaltender because, I mean, he was incredible in that and just he, he, he was the guy that won the three Smythe trophies, which is the most all time. Gretzky, Orr, Lemieux, and Crosby both have all have two. Um, but Waugh's the one with three. In five Stanley Cup Finals appearances with four Stanley Cup Finals wins, but I'll tell you right now, there are games. Henrik Lundqvist never had a game seven like Patrick Waugh did in two thousand two. Never, he never was like that. So I mean, for an elimination goalie, if I, if I have to pick one goalie in a game seven, it's Henrik Lundqvist. I don't even have to think about it. I don't have to think about it. 
if there's one goalie for a game, just a one game where it's just a one game playoff, then I can understand anybody taking Patrick Waugh. I, I totally understand it. But if the title of that game, if the number of that game is a game seven, it's Patrick Waugh. Or I mean, it's Henrik Lundqvist. I'm sorry. It, it's, it's Lundqvist. He's probably the best I've ever seen in game sevens. So on that note, I, I think I'm going to wrap it up here. It's 1.30. I'm going to go get myself some lunch. Um, you, know, you guys are awesome coming in here. This is a last-minute thing, obviously. We didn't know. I probably should have tried to schedule it beforehand. Maybe we would have gotten some more eyes on it. But you know, hopefully uh, you guys all, like Mark said, like, share, and subscribe. And you know we're going to keep putting out more stuff. I keep talking about doing the what-ifs. I know, I know. I'm going to get to it. It will happen. It's going to be a nice little series that we'll do too. And then we'll have videos for individual ones as well. So, but um, keep coming back. Keep liking. Keep sharing. Keep subscribing. Keep recommending us. Uh, we're going to give you more and more content. And it's only going to grow up, go up from here. So, I hope you have... Uh, I hope you all have a good weekend uh, for any wrestling fans. Definitely stay tuned to AEW tonight. Um, I think we're going to see the reemergence of CM Punk. So that should be really interesting. This is a good weekend for professional wrestling in general. And we're also getting closer to September. September means training camp and training camp means we're closer to the start of the opening season. So we're just under two months away. So hang in there with us. We'll try to keep we'll we'll keep trying to give you good content. This way we have some stuff to go over to keep you guys uh to keep you guys thirst uh quenched for until hockey season comes around again. So everybody have a good weekend. Stay safe. Let's go, Rangers. And long live the king.